alike. My name is Kyle. I am with Danny. And uh, Danny, we live in a society. Did you know? According to that new Snyder Cut trailer, we live in a society. That blows my mind. Uh, Every time. I, I remember I started playing it and then something even like just little and minute caught my attention. I instantly just moved away from it. It was like, yeah, 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 I'm done with this. It's probably for <laughs> It was like, Water Brothers. And then I'm like, ah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what I'm expecting. Get this out of my way. Uh, uh, but uh, in the society, we are talking about uh, Hellions, issue number nine today. This is going to be a, a quick one, I feel. It's fun, fast, and to the point. Uh, last time in Hellions, we left off with, uh, what was going on? They all died. It was the, the whole ordeal with the, uh, artificial intelligence that the they pretty much, they, yeah, the smiley artificial intelligence that they pretty much wiped out due to the protocols that was put forth by the quiet council about like, Hey, no burgeoning AI. Cause it's going to turn into, you know, the Sentinels and kill us. <laughs> yes. And that whole mission was designed to get Nanny's uh, ship back and thus, Orphan Maker can be uh, created again with Nanny's armor that he built or she built. And it was they convinced like Cameron Hodge to kill himself as well, or essentially like talk yeah. the robots into killing. Yeah, it was this weird like prove <laughs> prove it was the, like the computer. Logic. It was like no, no, no. It's duck season. Shoot! <laughs> it's like oh my goodness. Shot him in the fucking face. Oh yeah. man! And then Nanny adopted that weird AI baby. Now she has a new AI smiley baby, whatever those things are. Yeah. So marketing goldmine. Interesting uh, path. Um, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. So I'm enjoying no, this. No, it was fun. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Nothing to say. Let's just dive right into this. Let's just get right into it, shall we? Yes, we begin a new arc here with Hellions. Yeah, new arc. So we start at Bar Sinister, and uh, at Bar Sinister, uh, we're getting uh, a little bit of tea, some uh, Da Hong Pao tea, man. Uh, tea of the gods, which, man, I don't know, man. You gotta get some Pu'er tea. I would, I would, I would definitely rate Pu'er as a better Chinese tea. But I digress. I digress. <laughs> um, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> um, we get a uh, mastermind pouring uh, tea to. Uh, to sinister and he's uh they're kind of having a conversation about uh like these just talking about like the uh mastermind's talking about how the tea is amazing uh sinister's talking about like what's going on with the hellfire trading company and getting into china and whatnot and he goes off on a rant about how how his cape he's mad about his cape right because well mastermind uh, makes a comment it's jason straight up is like it's the tea smells funny. It might have molded, or it might just be you. And 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 Sinister was like, "Wrong on both accounts. It's the cape. I haven't had time to get it out and get it up to snuff, so it kind of smells musty. I apologize on that." And then he starts going into this whole thing. as like, "I could clean it, but then I have to part with it. And if I have to part with the cape, then that's just out of out of the question. So thus, musty cape." And Mastermind's like, "No, no, no. Let, we we can skip formalities. Let's just." Get to the point. Uh, enough of that. <laughs> yeah, it's moving on. Moving on. Yeah. And uh, and he's talking about uh, have you considered my offer, right? And um, essentially, what's 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 going on here? Uh, They're beating around the bush about the fact that it, even though they live in a paradise, it might it might put certain constraints on them that don't allow them to operate in the way they wish to. They've touched on stuff like this before, not only in this, but in a bunch of other X Men issues sure. about how. It's like, hey, like we still want to do our, you know, normal nefarious things, but how can we do it within the boundaries of Krakoa's laws? 
Right. And as this happens, uh, we get Sinister uh, taking a sip of the tea as they make a deal. And uh, as he does that, he goes, yeah, this tastes like shit, Jason. And uh, instantly we get like a hurger, hurger, hurger. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And, it's probably gargly. And that's when he just flails over. He, he 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 does a big flail. He knocks the table, knocks the chair, um, knocks the cu- cup over. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he he's hurtling over Shakespearean level of 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 poisoning. Yeah, that I death that we're going through here, and I appreciate Sinister acting out each bit, each bit of it, and the pain that he is feeling. He really is. He really is. As he's gasping, and uh, that's when uh, essentially. Yeah, he's just hurgling. Uh, Jason's just like, hey, you won't be able to call for long. And uh, he even calls him. Uh, he, uh, uh, Sinister's just like, I'm trying to make it to the bathroom, you daft. Uh, I'm going to say he called him a cunt. Daft cunt. That'd be my guess for what the expletive is. What do you think That's it is? I, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a cunt. Kind of fits the, fits the expletive outline. So that, that might be it. It works. Daft fuck. I don't know. Daft shit um but yeah he's hurgling and he's gurgling and uh and he's just like there's a zipper halfway down my back if if i hurry yeah and death (laughs) because he says it feels like he has to shit a rattlesnake essentially yeah (laughs) and he's like trying to like figure out his exit strategy and the whole time like mastermind's like you don't understand you're you're done in three two one and he's hurt yep and a big thud as he knocks down. Um, and, and then Mastermind's real plan is set into motion. Is just set into motion. Mastermind's real plan is set into motion as he says, "Let's get on the or let's get the show on the road." Uh, so we move on. Have you seen this mutant? The Hellions have returned to Krakoa after a successful mission to recover Orphan Maker's armor from Cameron Hodge and his robot army of Smileys. While the Hellions were able to help the Smileys turn against Hodge and circumvent their anti-mutant programming, Krakoa's AI policy demanded that Psylocke destroy the AI, wiping all Smiley tech, although perhaps not for good if Nanny has anything to say about it. Meanwhile, Greyco and Psylocke have grown closer than ever. Who knows? Perhaps this whole rehabilitation thing is actually working. I don't know. Or maybe they just want to fuck. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But we got the Zedwells holding it down, of course. Yep. Segovia. Segovia also delivering some amazing subterfuge. I want to get this out of the way. This issue has some of the craziest subterfuges I've seen on anyone. And, and the way he does outlining with clothes yes. is going to be just awesome going forward. And then uh, the cover artist is different. Do we, is that the same cover artist as last DC's time? DC's Ariana Meyer. Uh, no, no it, sorry, David Curio. Uh, oh no, wait, that was the color artist. Who does cover? Oh, it is Segovia working on it again. Okay, it was a good cover. Kind of remind me of, like a fractal image almost. Oh, I dug it. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't really touch on the cover at all. Um, yeah, it's like an image within an image within an image. It's just like when you point two mirrors at each other and so forth. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's literally Mastermind holding up a pamphlet that says Sinister is missing with Sinister holding up a pamphlet saying Mastermind's missing within that, within that forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. 
I like how they preface this arc too at the end with Mastermind standing there, and it's like the benign betrayal of Nathaniel Essex is what this arc is essentially. Yes, headed as I dig it. Uh, That's a title. That is that is a title. That's an intriguing title to say the least. Let's keep going. Actually, you know, before we get on, I do want to pick a note. I wanted to do this last time, but I just wanted to point out that Marcus Toe is doing some awesome, awesome, awesome artwork on Excalibur, but it's Excalibur. And I just wanted to point that out because the last two issues were pretty badass to look at. Not to read, to look at. It seemed like that there was like a lot of growth being developed over time with Excalibur. I remember the early issues of how the art wasn't quite there yet, but mm-hmm. then by the end, it's like the art wasn't really the problem anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. It quickly became like almost muted by how bad the writing was. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate. So go go check it out at least for Marcus Toe. Although that does support uh, Teeny Howard, Teeny Howard in the process. So you be the judge there. Um, but let's get into this. Uh, we cut to uh, what looks like Nanny's ship, and she's doing her thing with uh, Orphan Maker, and she's singing a little song to him as it's happening. Um, and we just see the machine kind of like placing armor all all around his body and whatnot. And uh, the mask is put on. It's pretty. I like that mask, like his growl, like his gargle that he does as the mask is put on. That's that's pretty awesome. And he's yeah, it's screaming and such. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely violent. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I really wish I could see Orphan Maker's powers kind of at play or like unhinged a little bit because I I remember going through an older issue mm-hmm. and coming across like a, a panel where. Uh, someone, I think it was like Scrambler or something, like breached his armor, and he like spewed out this viscous acid on him that kind of melted him. Ooh. Like I, I wanted to see something like that go into play here, where she's like trying to like put him in the armor, but doesn't seal it quite right, and like just burns a hole in the wall. Yeah, this was in Marauders, right? The old Marauders. Uh yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah according to the wiki, it just is a benign, spewing, unidentified caustic liquid. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a what an right? ambiguous power that, that Xavier himself deemed a curse upon the world. Right. He was the one, the one where right away he was like, no, no mutant is like an innocent child anymore. <laughs> like when we're talking about Orphan Maker, that dude needs to be lock and key. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I- only this like culminates in Orphan Maker becoming unhinged. Like I want an unhinged Orphan Maker. They had a moment in X of Swords to do it, and they passed on it. Oof. That would have he kind of went out with a whimper, right? Like, yeah, feel like that would have yeah. been the moment, right? Not even on this yeah. world in a different yeah. dimension. Um, you know, no, no harm <laughs> to your universe whatsoever. Yeah, but this is the reincarnated orphan maker that's now kind of the orphan, the best of uh, all parallel orphan makers. Yes, exactly. And um, he kind of is mad after that helmet gets put on. He's he jumps out. And he he leans over to Nanny and lets him know that it's too tight, essentially. And Nanny notices. He's like, "Yeah, it looks like you're you're you've changed your Rocco your Rocco body is different, a little bit different in size. You're kind of bigger." And she's just like, "Yeah, don't worry. We'll we'll relieve some pressure soon. Don't don't worry about it." And he's just like, "No, no, dummy. Do it now. It hurts." <laughs> <laughs> I like how do, you, do you remember <laughs> do you remember that stand up with uh, Zach Gilfinakis where he's like baby having a beard and he's like I don't like having a beard having a beard hurts like it's like that whole stick about that this is reminded me completely of that he's like I don't like having the armor it hurts <laughs> he's just like a child 
Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and he's he's mad, and Nanny's just like, "Oh wow, you're just not you. You don't you sound like a grown up. You're not a you're not my boy anymore. It looks like you don't need me after all." Type of situation. Doing uh, what is that? Trying to foster, yeah, yeah, reverse like calling the shots type of situation. Yeah. a little bit, and he's yeah, like, she's trying to play mind games. Yeah, very manipulative, manipulative. Uh, but he's just like, "No, no, no, wait, wait, wait," and he, yeah, yeah, bluff was not called. Um. And as it's happened, uh, yeah, she's just like, later, later, and she goes to her room and pretty much is like, I'm going to change. You can't watch me. You're a big boy now. And just slams the door on him pretty much. And he's just like, Nanny! (laughs) Makes a side note, too, that she has other children to tend to as well as she's like, tending, like, touching the hand of what I think is probably the the AI baby robot. Oh, yeah. Or something. Who knows? I don't remember that looking so green, but who knows? It does look robotic. Yeah, definitely. We'll see. We'll see how it turns out. If they'll do, if it looks like the other smileys, or it's a little different. Yeah. But but then we go to Purgatory, which I don't know if we've been here before. It looks like just a gym. Yeah, it's like the twenty four hour fitness. Yeah, well, Grey Crow's in the back shooting, so he has a shooting range in it, and we got a. Who is that? Is that a... Psylocke. Oh, this Psylocke. She was wearing the robe. Yeah, but uh, if you close up on her eyes, it looks like there's a band over it. And at first I was like, wait, is that Gorgon? <laughs> I thought it was Gorgon too for a second. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, if you close up, it's just a straight line across the eye. And it's, it's, it, was a, it was a cheap attempt to draw like squinting eyes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, so, not so good there. Segovia, but for the rest, I, I will give it a pass. It's it's fine for one of yeah. these long shots. Um, so Havoc's uh, working the bench. Getting yoked! Yeah, he's doing some bench presses, and uh, as it's happening, and uh, we get Empath walking over, and he's just like, let me spot you, bro! And he just fucks him up. What does he do exactly? He pushes it! He pushes he it down? Pushes the, he, instead of like helping him pull it up, he like pushes the weight down and towards him. So he has to like swing it back up real quick or it's yeah. going to fall in his stomach. And he's just like, what the hell, man? Why are you trying to push the bar on me? And he's just like, oh, no, no, no. I wasn't trying to help you lift. I'm not a peasant. And he's just like, <laughs> I wanted to nudge you. Nudge the fun out of you? Yeah, nudge the fun out of you. And- yeah, he wanted to bring out his darker side with like the more nefarious take on things, the more uh, mentally unstable havoc. He wanted to return him to, to everyone to enjoy. He's poking. He's poking and prodding. Definitely. Um, I like this little funny comedy he makes where he's like, what do you not like about him? And he's like, is it is it his weird voice? Do you not like that weird voice you get? <laughs> he's like, fuck you. <laughs> I, I just after that, I picture Havoc when he turns evil. Now he like talks like Batman. He's all deep and like, like gravelly. <laughs> yeah, like you can't quite, can't quite clear my throat no matter how hard I try. <laughs> the won't make fun of me anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Scott, she was my woman. <laughs> and then even while he's, while he's like, he's just like, fuck you. And walks away. He's just like, you know what Nightcrawler says about shame. Come on, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Catholic guilt on him. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, ah, oh, what an asshole. Um, but yeah, as that's happening, we get a gray crow kind of walking up to Wild Child. And he's like, child time, Wild Child. And uh, he's just kind of uh, so, uh, kind of silent for a second. He's like, yo, you hear me? And as that happens, he kind of snatches, snaps, snaps at uh, gray crow. And he's just so like, attacks him. And he, he 
Grey Crow instantly chokes a bitch and is like down, tries to kind establish of dominance. Him. Yeah, establish dominance with him. And that's when he kind of chokes back and he's like, no, you down. They're fighting for dominance. Yeah. And uh, that's when uh, Grey Crow kind of smiles. He gives a little smirk, right? And he's just all, yeah, I haven't, haven't found that she wolf yet, have you? And that's when uh, we get a wild child doing that thing he did like last issue where he's just like, my pack flounders, the females ignore me, think, think me weak. His, his talk is uh, very, uh, it's very like, uh, I'm trying to think, what's, a, what's that character? Uh, Gra- Drax. It's very Drax in the MCU Drax, kind of, in many ways. Yeah, where he doesn't quite understand, like, the normal cues of, like, social communication. He's he's so disconnected or that Drax himself also can't, he doesn't understand puns or euphemisms and things like that. Everything's literal to him. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. And uh, Great Crow is just so, like... Um, he's just teasing him. He's like, "Don't want to get by you, get bit by you, type of thing." He's just like, you know, teasing him a lot. Hey, he says, "You just... gotta relax, man. Like they're too scared, they're gonna get bit by you." And all yeah. that stuff. It's very funny though because like he says, he's just like, "Dude, you just need to get laid. You gotta calm down." <laughs> That's pretty much what he's getting at. Yeah, just get a woman. And they still relax. have that wolf pack mentality of every time he he's still still fighting each other over who's the who's the dominant leader here. The alpha. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious how that's gonna play out if they're gonna keep keep this going. Um, but yeah, as it's happening, as they're about to get food, which sucks. This is, if I was about to get food and I, and I hear what Psylocke's about to say, I'd be so mad. So they're about to get food, and she says, "Everyone, suit up. There's been an incident." And I'd just be like, "Fuck!" Ah, And her uh, clothes have changed. You notice she has red changed. now on yeah. her on her kimono. Has a little red accent on that. Yeah. Um, okay. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, this is like this is the moment where she stands at her stage. Let's give her some color. Yeah, why not? <sighs> um, so we go to the point and we go check in with Sage. And uh, as we check in with Sage, she kind of uh, gives everyone the rundown. And she's checking out the footage from the New York Gate at three thirty this morning, type of thing. And the, her her fauna security system alerted her of an unscheduled departure, type of thing. And uh, essentially, she's just like some agents uh, of Zeno uh, assaulted. Uh, uh, we're assaulting some people, and uh, essentially. And they abducted. They also uh, subdued and abducted a mutant. Subdued and abducted the mutant, and essentially, what she's getting at is it's Mister Sinister, and they don't have the data, but Mister Sinister has been abducted. Well, and she had it originally, but it's wiped now. That's it's the wiped. Thing. That's yeah, yeah. Which is weird. It's, now, yeah, she says somehow they raced the footage as if it was never there, and it's it's perplexing her to no end. Like she's off her game essentially right now, and she's so confused. That is weird, right? Um, yeah. It's not uh, something typical of Sage, unless the plot no. needs it, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, well, it kind of you you get more as as it goes on in this issue as to why that that is why that may be. Correct. Yeah, because you definitely wouldn't be normal for Sage to lose footage like that. Exactly. But once she just saw, like, Sinister's been abducted, and uh, they're just, once she says that, once she mentions, we got to do this, we got to figure out how, where, where, where Mr. Sinister 
has been. And that's when that's when we get the team just kind of like to talk about Sinister. What what do what what do we care? What do we do? Grab some lunch? Listen, and then we get we get havoc. Just like kind of like don't 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 start, man. I'm gonna start laughing, and then they all just kind of laugh. It's great. It was it was a good physical portrayal of comedy too, because in the first panel, their eyes are all wide and they're serious, and they're like, "You're talking about sinister. What do we do?" And then in the next panel, they're like, "We should probably just grab lunch." And then it's, poor havoc is like, "Dude, no, I'm not gonna be able to keep it together because." This is this was great. We had them convinced for a second that we would ever give a shit about Sinister. And now uh, I'm going to show you how much I care as I fall on the ground laughing. Yeah, and um, Sage is just kind of yells. It's not funny. That's when uh, Psylocke even kind of notes. You look kind of tired. Are you all right? Tired of type of thing. Sage mentions that her systems broke down. She's so confused and whatnot. Um, and she blames herself a little bit. <clears throat> And uh, yeah, that's when Psylocke's just like, uh, "We'll bring, we'll bring him back, we'll bring him back." And uh, that's when she walks away. I like, I kind of like that bottom panel. We get a. Uh, that's the one I was talking about. This yeah. is the top-notch subterfuge panel. Oof. Psylocke gets it a little bit on her head, blending into her hair. Yep, as perfect as could be. But fucking Sage with just the X logo on her belt and her and just her jacket. Yes, ah. that's it. That's so good. So good. I love this. I love this. Uh, Shows how empty she feels. She's like, my system, it failed. Yeah. <laughs> supposed to be foolproof. <laughs> yeah. So everyone takes suit type of situation. And we move on to an item. Uh, looks like an item for retrieval uh, of Mr. Sinister uh, Hellion's mission of authorization and it's sage yeah. and it's essentially saying that hey man uh x-force should or x-factor should have done this but there's a team build or group building exercise here that we should take advantage of and that's why they assigned hellions to look for mr sinister instead of x-factor yes and uh we get the big stamp of approval uh that's that's i imagine that's uh charles's big stamp after sage sent this in it's like yep Got to get my stamp ready. My ex- yeah, but she did that. They both have it. They're like double stamping, triple stamping. <laughs> you can't triple yeah. stamp, double stamp. It's just weird, though, that she thinks this might foment some form of pride within the, the group. Because, honestly, rescuing Mr. Sinister almost seems like, <laughs> like it's like torture. Because of all the shit he's put them through, and then they still had to rescue him. Yeah. Like he's one of their own, but yeah, he cares so little about them. I don't know. I could see them getting bitter afterwards, but I don't know. Maybe there's a big game plan here that Sage is working on with Charles. Well, yeah. Well, we. I'm curious if this is a part of the thing, the, the twist, essentially, at the end of this uh, issue. This is even this part of the twist. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe it's all part of the... Oh, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah. it's all part of the, the trick. Okay. Yeah, so even, like, maybe none of it matters from... Once we saw the Hellions team outside of Sinister, I assumed we've been in this twist for a while. Entirely possible. Yeah, so that's also an option. Um, let's keep moving forward so we don't have to talk about this, so we could get to this twist that we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So we go to New York City, and uh, we go through the Central Gates uh, Gate, or Central Park Gate, um, and that's where we are met with uh mastermind but before that we get like a little conversation uh between uh kind of uh empath and pete and nanny and uh 
And essentially, Nan- Peter's just like, call me Pete. I'm a grown boy now. And uh, Empath is just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Much cooler. And he's just like, and that's when kind of uh, we get Pete. Pete? Pete. Uh, he's- because he doesn't <laughs> want to be called Warfare Maker anymore. And he yeah. doesn't want to be called Peter. And so he thinks Pete is the most mature iteration of yeah. his new persona, which doesn't really work. And Empath ain't buying it. Ain't buying like, yeah, it. sure, buddy. Much cooler. Pete, whatever you say. And he almost gives away uh, Nanny's his new secret, too. For a second, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's she's got a new, and she cuts him off. But uh, yeah, their the point of contact in New York is good old mastermind, um, J- Jason, Jason Wingard. Wingard, yeah, Jason Wingard. I I like this character. Uh, he's classic. To- he's original uh, Brotherhood of Mutants and all that. Like OG. he was there with. I think he was one of the villains on its on his own. Like I think he came after Vanisher because I think it was Magneto, Vanisher, then Mastermind, and then a few issues after that he reemerged as one of the Brotherhood of uh, Mutants members. Mm. That was his original origin. Okay. Okay. I remember a lot of him when he was joined the Hellfire Club. That was been my yeah my during big, the Dark Phoenix saga. During the Dark Phoenix saga, yes, that was yeah. been my I guess main knowledge of of him comes through that for the most part. I would agree for the most part as well. Yeah, um, so they, he's the one who fucked with Gene and like essentially that's the crazy thing about Mastermind is he's powerful enough to pull one over on people like Professor Xavier and Jean Grey. Yes. Exactly. His illusion, his telepathic illusions know no bounds. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they, they're welcomed by Mastermind and they get in his SUV limo. And uh, even they're just like, this is weird. Um, and they're kind of like bickering between one another. Or at least Nanny and uh, Pete, Pete is bickering amongst one Petey. another. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Mastermind's just like what you don't you don't get uh, you don't travel around a limousine from place to place no no horse drawn carriage <laughs> yeah yeah what do you prefer that like is this <laughs> too what do you think how do you think I get around and she, Psylocke's like stop being coy like get to the point yeah and uh, he gets to the point and he's just all like we're here or or Psylocke's just like we're here at the pleasure of Professor X and that's when uh, Mastermind gets some subterfuge on his cheeks and his nose and he gets some sidrefuge some sidrefuge yeah yeah Um, I like that and then he gets that's when he's just like are you and that's when we're all like, um, you know, do you, are you sure? That's when never trust a, 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 any reality warpers when they say, "Are you sure?" Yeah, that's usually any, a fuck. Any illusionists or, or tricksters? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is the moment when they realize they fucked up. Um, yeah. Psylocke looks out the window of that <laughs> of that SUV a limo, realizing now she's on a fucking boat. They're on a fucking boat. Yeah, and that's when they're all freaking out. And he's just like, we're on a boat. Um, a motherfucking boat. <laughs> we're all, yeah. Greg Crow's just singing his favorite uh, Lonely Island song. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. We get a, 
Your mastermind's just like still fucking with the are you? When did I take your minds? Was it now? Was it later? Was it any type of thing? Was it on a Rocco? You don't know. How long have you been and now on this? a plane? And now we're on a plane. Yes. <laughs> was Sage even real? Was is Rocco even is yeah. with us at all? Oh, what an I hate that. Don't you the what if the what if game, especially with the if, reality. If all of Dawn of X, House and Powers, all of that was in <laughs> Oh my god, it was all just Jason Wingard. Oh my god. That would be Jason Wingard's mm. got the fucking story down. Damn, son. Um, so yeah, that's when Psylocke had enough, right? And she comes in, tries to get an attack in, but uh he turns her into stone. And yeah, she just no control. You get they have no control for the most part. And uh that is pretty much where he. They're just all like, "All right, let's do this. Fuck, let's 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 dust this bitch." And because uh, he just he just goes off for a little bit on like, I don't know, talking about tell- like your existence and like why does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that everything is at the his will. Pretty much everything can be controlled from just where he's at, and thus he can control you as well. So why even try? Why, and yeah. so all the other, you know, Hellions are like, let's do this. Let's throw down and let's show this guy what's what. And he systematically owns all of them. Literally turns Greycrow's gun into, like, rubber. Mm-hmm. And it, like, melts. <laughs> and Havoc gets the best. His energy beams turn into doves. doves. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> they just chirp away. <laughs> it's just fun. It's yes. Just <laughs> oh. uh, it's a good moment because uh, Greycrow just goes, fuck this. And then that's when they attack and their attack fails. And then Mastermind does the the meme where you tap the head and he's just all like, yes, fuck this. And then <laughs> we cut to the next page and they are just now in the sky, thousands of feet in the air, falling to their deaths. What a yep. fuck. What an awesome panel. Like whole page, no yeah. typing, no text. It's perfectly designed Great. as a wallpaper. Like your computer or a poster or anything. It is. I am going to save that. Good call. uh, Yeah, I did the same thing too when I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep this one. This is a good wallpaper. Yes. And uh, as they're falling, I don't know, they're probably like, what? I would say like five, maybe 5,000 feet in the air. Not too high, but maybe like 2,000 feet. No air traffic for a, you know, jetliner kind of. Yeah. Um, and as it's happening, we get this moment between like uh, Grey Crow and Psylocke right before they hit the ground, where they kind of reach for each other. Hmm. The very like the tense moment, like in my head, I heard that one song kick in. They're like, "I will remember you," <laughs> <laughs> and then splat. <laughs> oh yeah, splat on the ground. Oh man, if it wasn't for the fact that. Uh, I guess they get resurrected. This will be a, a pretty fucked moment. It'd be like that moment in uh, Intense. It'd be like a Hitchhiker's Guide with the uh, with the flower pot and the whale, where they have to understand and come to terms with the reality before they hit the ground. Type yes, situation. Yes. Yeah, that would be very similar to that. Uh, oh man, you have like to about you know about a forty seconds before you die. What are you going to spend those forty seconds thinking about? Look how you get to juggle that. And they die good, too. You can see the blood splatter when they hit. But then you can also see the pool that pours out afterwards. Mm -hmm. Good Mm -hmm. puddle going behind Havoc. Uh, Greg Cole's got a little smaller one, but his face is directly into the ground. So that's the most violent. 
Uh, Psylocke's hitting, but it's not really. It doesn't seem like there's any blood. I think she seems like she's about to. I don't think she's fully hit the ground yet. Yeah, there, there hasn't been that that crack yet. That kaboom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they fall and they're all dead. But we get we reveal pull that, that curtain back. Pull that <laughs> curtain back, folks. We reveal. Uh, we see we're just, they're just kind of in a black room. Um, <laughs> just in an unmarked, ambiguous un- room, random room. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then he's just that's when Masterminds is like, well, that's that then, and. Uh, and he's just all like, he's, he's looking up and he's uh, putting out his arms and he's just all like, it's harder than it looks, by the way, trying to kind of point him to someone. And, uh, Jason Wingard, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was his issue the whole time. Uh, it's fast. Yeah. So the whole time they've been under his illusion type of situation. And that leads me to but when, go back to when. When. Yes. Yeah. I know it had to be a before Sage, or maybe Sage was played by it. That that's hard to tell. I'm maybe when say, they went through the yeah. game, like possibly. The, I don't. <laughs> yeah, who it's knows? A, but that leaves you a taste. That's still not even the biggest reveal yet. Not not the biggest reveal at all. So he's talking. Who he's talking to? Someone as he's talking. He's all like, "It looked good, but it could, but it looked utterly boring. But I suppose boring is good. I wouldn't want to pull focus." And he's talking. This person that's talking in the background. We cut to none other than Arcade him. Self with sinister in the background, uh, chained up. He looks pissed. I like that. <laughs> he chained up and in a tube, <laughs> and in a tube. And ah, uh, who is uh, the lady? Is oh, I a... just realized right now that I was gonna reread that Fallen was, Angels. Right, we we're supposed to read, so Fallen I could figure out who this lady was. But that just my mind forcefully ejected that memory because it just sounded so bad. So. It's for the best. It's we'll, for we'll call her not Psylocke Psylocke. Not Psylocke Psylocke. Um, and Arcade. Arcade, man. Ooh, what a character, right? Uh, do you remember that X-Men uh, versus Arcade uh, video game from, from like Super Nintendo? X-Men versus Arcade. You mentioned this last time and I had trouble thinking about it. I have to look this up. Hold on. There's one there's the, it's either X-Men and Spider-Man versus Arcade or it's just straight X-Men versus Arcade and I, I'm just combining that with the Spider-Man. I remember the Spider-Man and X-Men game. Um, yeah, it's Super Nintendo, I believe. So I remember his imagery. That was like the first time I was exposed to actually arcade himself. I was looking at the cover and I was like, "Who's that? Who's this ginger?" <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what is what? Uh, what do we got? He was uh, Avengers Arena. If you ever read that, that was okay. That's whatever. That was like kind of one of his big things. Yeah, Craven's Great Hunt. He was a part of that a little bit. Um. Yeah, not too much. Not too much. But I do enjoy seeing him around whenever I do see him. But it's it's not too often. Not too often at all. What are his powers again? It's like he doesn't have powers, right? But he gains like energy, right? So from like machines, nanomachines from uh, something. I already forget. I, his powers were supposed to be just like his, his intellect, right? Like, and he's not, he's not anything like super powered he's more just super genius that gets powers from his technology 
It gets you, he gets yeah. things like so energy fields and yeah. field generation, near vulnerability. It's all this like weird stuff, matter manipulation. It's a very strange villain. Like he's kind of one of those ones where it's like they took maybe someone like the Riddler and they turned him to like eleven. Like, what if the Riddler had like capable technology instead of just gimmicky shit that Batman could just outsmart by saying things? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Murder World. I remember Murder World. That was fun with the old X Forces. Um, yeah, it was. It was 1992. It was after X Men Madness and Murder World. That was the game that came out in 1992. It was Spider Man and X Men Arcades Revenge. Arcade's Revenge. Or the Super Nintendo, yes. That game was dope. Okay, let me see if there's in this. Surprisingly dope for an LJN game. Keep that in mind, too. Oh, interesting. Yes, yes. Okay, this is the one. This is the same one. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I do remember this. Oh, so good. So, yeah, we got Arcade back at the seat. Seat? Not at the seat. He's standing. He's... Yeah, with his with his fancy it's like crystal ball on the end of his on the end of a cane. Mm-hmm. Rocking them weird shoes that don't match that outfit. I guess yeah. it kind of does, but it's just they look like like he's going for some like coffin creepers, but they're not quite there. Yeah, like that would be kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> but we end. I'm, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite satisfied. That yeah. this is the reveal. Like this was I I, at first, I was like, if this was just like only masterminds like trick, and that was it, I would feel like this issue didn't quite deliver enough. But the arcade reveal showing that he's going to be the main bad for this new arc has definitely got me hyped. I am down. I am down to see where this goes. This never disappoints. It seems um, we no. do. We do end with a quote by Nightcrawler: "Most oh, yeah. deceivers author their own demise, blinded by their fictions." Some deceivers see clearly and in their badness destroy many. Good old Nightcrawler. With his, it was a good one. With his with his stuff. So yeah, I don't I'm still wondering. I'm curious. Let us know if you think or let us know when you think Masterminds uh I guess illusion has started. When do you think that went down? Uh I'm curious to see what people uh, other people have to say about it um but other than that anything any anything that stands out any last words anything that you anything that turned you on in this issue i want that to be the thing i want it to be a just enough reveal to make us doubt it that, that it's like the whole time mastermind's been or not mas- mastermind and arcade have been behind like manipulating the scenes the whole like that would be crazy but then they clean it up and they like put it to bed. Like that one episode that Joss Whedon did of Buffy where it's like she was in a coma and she wakes up and they're like, you've been in a coma for like, you know, the length of the show. <laughs> it's like all this stuff was in your head. Vampires aren't real. You're crazy. And then she like goes back into the coma and the story continues on and it ends with you thinking like, oh, wait, maybe this is all in her head. Fuck. <laughs> uh, I think they did the same thing with... Uh... Felicity, JJ, JJ Abrams, JJ Abrams. I think he like canceled Felicity or like he ended Felicity and then the season and then the, 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 the executives were like, do us one more season. And he's just like, all right, a uh, weird memory dream. Fuck it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the opposite of like Dallas or whatever it was, where it was like a dream sequence and like the character hadn't been dead the whole time. Oh god. Uh, oh. Patrick Duffy, son. Fucking Patrick Duffy. Uh, but that will do it for us this week, folks. Remember, remember, the robots will kill you. So we live in a society, according to Joker. <laughs> and you always want to trust Jared Leto, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. There you go. Just So if he sends you a package, be sure to open that up right away. There's no way it's going to be a decapitated pig head. Nah, Just not at no all. way. Because trust Jared Leto. ATJL. Always trust Jared Leto. Leto. <laughs> ATJL, people. 